Welcome to Mama's Workless Make More podcast. I am your host, Ronza Potter. I'm a mom and a certified life coach. I am here to teach you how to manage your brain, emotions, and time to build a profitable online business while working less and without getting burned out in the process. Hi, mamas! Welcome to episode number 18 of Mama's Workless Make More podcast. How are you doing today? Today, I am fired up. I just finished recording an amazing, amazing interview with the amazing Lisa Johnson. Lisa is the amazing passive income coach specializing in membership and courses. She's from from the UK, and I truly, truly enjoy talking to her. She's so down to earth and amazing. Well, six months after Lisa started her business, she was hitting six figures. In her third year in business, she made $1,320,000. She was featured in amazing press such as BBC, Red Magazine, Psychologies, Forbes, and the Huffington Post. Have I got your attention yet? Well, I think so, but I still have more. She built her massive income coaching business while having a nine to five job, a wedding planning business and raising her twins. She built her coaching business while working four hours a day only. So we talk a lot about business, how she started and time management and mindset and how she made $1,320,000 in one year while raising twins and working four hours a day only. Well, I just wanna say something here. When I introduced her in the episode, I said that Lisa made $1 million in her third year, but she actually made 1 million pounds. And in dollars, it's about $1,320,000. So listen to the episode to learn how she did it. You're going to learn a lot. Hi, everyone. Today, I have a very, very special guest with me. I'm so excited that she's here with us today. She's a passive income coach specializing in memberships and courses. Six months after she started her business, she was hitting six figures. And her third year in business, she made $1 million. And she was featured in amazing press as such as BBC, Red Magazine, Psychologies, Forbes, and the Huffington Post. Everyone, welcome me, welcome with me, Lisa Johnson. Hi, Lisa. Hi, it's really good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm so excited you're here with us. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so your accomplishments are amazing and I'm really happy you're here with us to share your story and experiences with moms who are like trying to build their businesses and you know, feel that this is something possible for them while raising their kids when they're still yeah. very little and young. So tell us about, how about you start by telling us about you? Okay, um, so about me. So I feel like when you talk about um, mums who, you know, they're, they're trying to manage their time and start their businesses, you say I'm accomplished, but actually when I think about that statement, that wasn't very long ago, you know, that that was me, where I was just trying to start out and just trying to make some money so that I could stay at home and look after my twins. Um, so the reason I even started in business um, was because I was working in the city, I was an investment banker, and 
it was a struggle. I didn't realize it was going to be. I was one of those people that thought they would have kids and then everything would just be normal and I would just carry on and go back to work and the kids would just be like an accessory and it would be fine. Um, but obviously that never happens for anybody. And um, I had the kids and went back to work when they were five months old. And, you know, twins, I didn't know I was going to have twins. You know, like it wasn't like twins were in my family or anything. It was kind of a shock wow. to the system if I'm honest and so it was a you know that first year is a struggle and yeah. then I went back to work and realized there was no way I was going to be able to do it I never saw them I was shattered you know I'd come back from work and then have to spend all night feeding right. and changing right. and right. all of right. the rest of it and there was no way it was going to happen so I was a single mum at the time um, just going through a divorce and so everything seemed like a juggle and I knew that something was going to have to give so I decided instead to go and work um, just as a PA near my house uh -huh. like a personal assistant near my house nine to five very easy job so that I wouldn't have to you know use my brain all day and then come home and still have to work and so that worked but I got bored so I was in this job and you know just like playing on the internet all day and thinking I've just gone from a, a 60,000 pounds because it was in the UK 60,000 yeah. pound salary to like 20 and I was getting more and more in debt because twins are expensive yeah. and yeah, they really are and um so yeah I I was 30,000 in debt and thinking, God, I need to do something about this. I can't just carry on like this. So I thought, I know, I'll start a business. Um, because you see everybody else doing it and you think that it's going to be easy. Like everybody else doing it. They just start a website, don't they? And then people come and buy things from them. Right. So I thought, I'm going to do that. Um, and so I had no business knowledge whatsoever. So it was a ridiculous thing to think I could do. But I started this wedding planning business within the first year I did get clients I got quite a lot of clients but I didn't know anything about business so I was losing money left right and center you know not charging my worth trying to undercut everybody else right. not niching honestly and by the end of the year I had a look and I was earning nothing like practically wow. nothing it was just over a pound I think an hour and that was never going to get me out of my full-time job right um so I came to a decision that I was going to either have to stop and just realized I was going to be in debt forever. That's just how it is with twins. And I was just going to have to be in this boring job that I didn't really want to be in. Or I was going to have to get some help and get some kind of business coach or business consultant to teach me about business. Right. Um, right. And, you know, that was going to cost me. So I was at this crossroads of like, oh, God, like, do I really want to get myself even more in debt? What if it doesn't work? Yeah. So I said to myself, I'm only going to do it if I can make it non-negotiable like I have to make it work I can't just give up I'm, I'm good at giving up on things like if it doesn't work I can't just give up on this one I have to keep going until it works so I made myself that promise I paid the 7,000 for a business coach and she taught me all about money mindset which was my biggest thing well I'm sure we'll talk a bit more about that like that was yeah. such a huge thing for me um, she taught me about time management she taught me about how to do a marketing plan a strategy niching all the things I didn't know and really should have known and so I started implementing all these things firstly with the ideal client work 
because at that point I was like oh I'll just do a wedding for anyone anyone that will pay me I'll take it um and realized that wasn't the way and so we rebranded to really cool brides that wanted a warehouse wedding like hipster brides which is who I really wanted to work with and I was scared doing it because I was like oh god what if like no one comes um and then I've got rid of all my other clients as well because they can't afford me now because I put the prices up so high and I was scared for a while but it took about four or five months before the perfect client came along and then very quickly after that I think it was three months later we were fully booked with big budget clients for a year and a half we became the biggest urban wedding planning company in the UK very quickly wow that's how it started yeah that's amazing that's an amazing story it was it was it was mad really and and you know once I decided it was it had to work it was good for me to do that because I think it's really easy to give up when you're in business because it takes a bit of time and it takes some patience and some things don't work and you have to tweak them and that's why so many give up and I wouldn't let myself I was like whatever I have to tweak I'm tweaking it because I'm making that seven grand back (laughs) and so I did I'm so happy you're talking about this because a lot of people talk about business like this is something fast. Like you start and after two months, you're you're a millionaire, you make a lot of money. And a lot of like coaches, they sell this idea. And I think this is so much pressure that entrepreneurs feel that I have to make money fast or I'm a failure. We're going to give up. It always makes me laugh because if you go back a couple of generations, people would say, you know, like if our parents or grandparents started a business, they would say, if we break even in year three, we're doing okay. That, you know, it's like, if we don't make a hundred K within three months, we have failed, (laughs) which is ridiculous. Like, I don't know how that's come to be. I'm happy you talked about this. And I'm also happy you talked about like, I have to make this money back. A lot of people don't make the investment because they doubt themselves that they will make this money back. And that's yeah. like one of the biggest struggles. So they just do it themselves. They're not learning it from people who have already done it. And so they're just, they're just like, you know, not really uh, overcoming their, their mindset stuff. So it's, it's a lot not easier, but I would say it's better to have someone to work with who would tell you all the things and you just honestly, go out there and do it you will save money by doing that. Like if I think back to that time, if I had spent that money a year before, I would have saved a lot of time and a lot more money. You know, I was getting further and further into debt because I didn't know the things that I didn't know. Right. You don't know until someone teaches you this stuff. And, and now that obviously things have moved on and I do coaching and I teach passive income and all of that kind of thing, I, those basic things that I learned right at the beginning, every time I do anything in business, they're the things that everything is built on, those foundations. Amazing. Wonderful. So tell me about the passive income business. How did you start? How did you get there? Yeah. So as I carried on in the wedding business and I realized very quickly that if I think about what my ideal life would look like, it would be to be traveling all the time, to spend the whole summer with the twins. Um, you know, I got a new husband and I wanted to spend lots of time with him and I realized very quickly that having a wedding business where you work every weekend during the summer is not going to give you that. And honestly, it wasn't a passion for me. I know some people's businesses are their passion. Weddings weren't my passion. It was just something I thought I'd be good at. And it sounded glamorous at the time. So 
I realized that I needed something else. And during this time, lots of people, first in the wedding industry, and then just generally were asking me, how did you make this business successful so quickly? You came from nowhere, it seemed. And, and it never is that, is it? But they only see yeah. the bit. Yeah. But um, I started teaching them what I had learned because, you know, I was reading every book, I was doing every course. Like I loved self-development by this time. And so I was stripping all the jargon away and just, making business less complicated and saying well just do this this and this like I wasn't really coaching I was telling them what to do based on what I had done right. and um they were doing it and they were making more money and eventually someone said to me you need to be coaching this stuff because you're making it so simple compared to how other people make it and so I was like hmm, you might be right and actually I do love doing it so three and a bit years ago I set up Lisa Johnson coaching and used all of the knowledge that I'd already learned from the first business. So this time I knew who I was talking to. You know, I already had a niche. I had my marketing plan, I had my strategy. I knew how to be visible. And so it went really well, really quickly. And wow. that, you know, it just like steamed ahead. Like within the first year I was on multi six figures and like you said, like doing all of this press and I had loads of clients, but Everybody was saying to me, you're so successful. And I wasn't feeling successful because... Interesting. Why is yeah, that? I think because I was knackered. <laughs> I was so shattered. I was like doing one-to-one -one work at this point. So okay. people would be like, oh, I want to work with you. And then I, ha I put my prices up. Like people would say, put your prices up if you're fully booked. I put my prices up three times. So I couldn't really put them up anymore. But still, there were too many people wanting to work with me. And so I'd hit this income ceiling because I had only so many hours in a day right. that I could do it. And so I was having to turn people away, which makes you feel awful when there's people wanting to give you money and you can't right. take it. And... Um, yeah, so I was, people were saying you're so successful, you're fully booked. And I was thinking, everybody said I'd be successful if I was fully booked, but I'm now fully booked. I've been burnt out three times. Wow. I'm absolutely shattered. I now never see my kids because I've traded in my nine to five for a, a job that I've given myself that's six in the morning until 11 o'clock every night. Yeah. And so this isn't the life that I thought it was going to be. And that's when I knew something had to change. And I heard somebody talking about passive income and actually, when they were talking about it, they were talking about it on a podcast that it wasn't real. They were having this argument on whether passive income is even a thing. <laughs> and so when people talk about that, I'm always like, oh, <laughs> I want to have a listen. What are they talking about? And I got listening to it and I was like, this is interesting, this stuff. So I started reading up on it. I read everything I could on it. And I was like, this is it. This is the thing that's going to change things for me. I'm going to become a different business model instead of a one-to-one -one business model I'm going to go passive or semi-passive like all of it and so I started learning a lot I got coaches in passive income I did every course out there to do with courses memberships you know drop shipping everything you can imagine and started adding in passive income streams so first I started adding courses mm -hmm. and I added in a membership then I added in a jewelry range and I was just like adding in little bits to see what worked and what didn't and then trying to tweak it and see how I could make it work for me quicker each time I was doing one um, until I got to a point just one year later where my revenue had gone from 220,000 to a million and I was working a third of the time that I had been working before I was working 24 hours a month making a million a year 
what i know and so then i was like this is it this is how it's gonna be and then i had this like six months of this brilliant life where i was like just on holiday all the time and i'm very open with money so i was showing people how much money i was making online and how i was making it very transparent so i was like breaking it down for them and um people are saying how are you doing this like how are you making this money i said i can teach you and then i realized that i could teach it and so then i started this like program called one to many which is like all about passive income and i started teaching that and yeah that's been my like biggest seller for the last year and a bit um and that's how it all has happened really it's just been a bit of a, a whirlwind but it's been fun <laughs> wow and now we're we're 90 percent semi-passive now that's amazing so you say 90 percent semi-passive so you still coach clients on business yeah, so not very many <laughs> but okay. yeah every now and again i will do um either a mastermind mm -hmm. or a one-to-one -one day with somebody like someone that needs real like I just need you for a whole day can you just come and spend a day with me I'll do that one-to-one -one. but I no longer take on clients over like a period of time one-to-one -one. this is so impressive and I feel the most important impressive part is that you didn't accept that this is how life looks like like this is your life how it should how it looked like and that's it there's no other option there are no solutions and I think that's a lot of why a lot of us are stuck in our lives that we, we don't want, we don't yeah. enjoy, we just keep doing it because we think yeah. it's the only solution. Well, I think it's because I was very used to rewriting my story. I come from a background that is very, very humble. Um, you know, we were very poor and I got a scholarship to a private school when I was quite young and so saw how life could be. And, but what didn't have that? And I was bullied because of that. I was like the poor kid at school. Oh. And so I'd have, I, I had to rewrite my story several times as I was growing up to be able to survive. And to be able to do that, I think you have to realize that you can change anything whenever you want to. And so I think it became almost easier for me. And I'm a big believer that adversity in your life, and you know, so many of the people listening right now have had adversity in their life whether it's that they grew up with nothing whether they've been bullied whether they've had you know illnesses there's there's adversity usually somewhere and if we use that adversity it to fuel us to fuel our success it can do so much good so like i used the bullying the fact that i came from like a poor family to boost things for me so every time there was an obstacle what what a normal person would do was see an obstacle and go oh i wanted to run this business but it's not quite working can't see a way around it so i'll give up but if you've already been through adversity you know that you can get through things so instead you will find a way around it because you're used to finding ways around it in life and so you just push through and i'm, I'm doing a tedx talk in october about this subject of, of really pushing through because i think it's so important that people stop seeing their adversity as something that's going to stop them and see it as something that's going to fuel their success exactly they think that this is their identity now their path yeah. is their identity now and it's not true you can rewrite your story as many times as you want yeah you totally can exactly and i do it all the time <laughs> this is how you keep growing and growing right and increasing yeah. capacity because you know that your story can just keep growing with you i had this tattoo done of a semicolon on my wrist to remind me that it's never the end yeah 
so it doesn't matter there's never a full stop you go okay this isn't how i want things to look let's change it how can we change it so what are the challenges of course i'm as i said the neighbor now wants to mow the lawn so that's the bad <laughs> right here it's a neighbor who ne he never did it he never did it at nine in the morning but today he decided to <laughs> i guarantee about... <laughs> i guarantee you can hear it more than we can <laughs> I'm sorry about this back noise. Um, so tell me about the challenges that you faced when you first started this business, the passive income business. Well, the same challenge has bugged me from the beginning of me starting any business and it still is a challenge to me now and I still have to work on it all the time. Things don't just suddenly get rosy um, because you become a seven-figure business owner. You, yeah, you have no problems. No, there's still the same <laughs> challenges that you had before. And my biggest one has always been my mindset around money okay. because of where I came from. So really early on, you know, I've had lots of different jobs where I've had to really work hard to get there. I was an actress at one point. I did TV presenting. I was a lawyer for a little bit, like got a law degree in my, my late 20s and became a lawyer. I then was in investment banking and all of these roles really should have given me quite a good salary, like a six-figure salary, but I never got a six-figure salary. And it was only when I started my business and started reading around self-development that I realized that it was my money mindset stopping me because constantly in the back of my head was people from where you come from don't make six figures. Yeah, that was. I thought, I thought, <laughs> like, I actually thought that to be true. And even though I wouldn't ever, ever, like, said that out loud, in the back of my head, that's what I was telling myself quite a lot. So whenever anything went wrong or it didn't work, I was like, well, of course not. Like, look at where you come from. People like you don't become successful. You're like proving your own identity right. over and over again right Absolutely. yeah and and we do want to do that don't we, we want to prove ourselves to be right and so yeah. we allow it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. and so um yeah that's been the biggest thing so once i worked on my money mindset two weeks later is when i hit six figures and then after that every time i get to another level i have to work on it again every time like i'll i can hear myself like always like even now i'll be going yeah but yeah, it was okay getting to seven figures, but there's only so many people that get to multi-seven figures and it's not likely to be you. Like, I hear my all the time, so I have to work on it every day. Tell us about that. Tell us, like, what is this, you know, voice in your head? Like, what else, what story that you tell yourself? Like, maybe you're already, because people will think, especially now, not moms, hearing this, listening to your story, like you already hit seven figures. You already made one million. I think that's pounds, I assume, right? Pounds, I yeah. <laughs> not yeah. dollars, people. It's pounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, they think like then your life is amazing. You have everything figured out. And you never fear, feel fear, anxiety, or stress, or anything of that. And you can just now keep increasing, increasing your income. With oh, I want this life that you're talking about now. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not true. Like, I don't think that ever happens. Like, I'm in masterminds with people that are eight figures, and they don't have their shit together. So I certainly don't. But yeah, it's I think that we're always, there's always going to be things to overcome, whether it's mindset, whether it's, you know, time management still evades me some of the time. You know, I think I've got everything sorted and then something will happen like COVID where yeah. my kids are at home with me all day and everything's blown out of the water again. So, you know, there's always going to be these challenges. We're always going to be telling ourselves certain things. And actually, sometimes I think that the more successful you are, because obviously 
the more successful you are comes with it the trolls comes with it the online bullying comes with it people knowing who you are because you've had to be visible and that brings with it a whole new load of, of problems because then you're telling yourself oh people don't like me you know um people think that because i talk about money i must love myself and instead of you know i'm doing it to show people what's possible but it you will always have things crop up so you need to be resilient and you may as well be resilient from right early on Wow. Because you're going to need it. <laughs> I love, I, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I learned to talk about money openly with, uh, from my coach, Brooke Castillo. She's very well known in the U.S. And she makes like eight figures uh, in her business. And she talks about money all the time. And I learned that from her. Because this yeah. is how you inspire others to take action and actually really create the life that they love. And money sometimes helps you do that. I mean, it doesn't buy you happiness but it solves a lot of your problems it does solve problems it gives you a bit of freedom as well but also i think that we should talk about money to take away this stigma like in the uk i don't know if it's as bad in the us but in the uk we're told it's vulgar to talk about money Thank you know you. is it yeah so you don't talk about money which is ridiculous because i always say like you'll go to you know you'll go to a pub or a bar with your closest girlfriends and you will talk about like bad things that you did the night before with the hot guy but you won't ask them how much they earn yeah like because that's the no-no <laughs> everything yeah, else is right. and if you talk about money you're 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 selfish you're shallow yeah this is all you care about and money's not important yet everyone complains how much how much debt they have they don't have enough yeah. money and it's okay to talk about how poor you are but, but it's not, not if you have money yeah which is ridiculous because how much good can you do when you have money like i look at what i used to want to be able to do for charities and for things like bullying charities that were close to me and i couldn't do anything because i didn't have any money to do anything and now the opportunities given to me that i'm able to help out like partner charities that i'm in now is amazing and i wouldn't be able to do that without money like we need to stop seeing money as this evil thing <laughs> exactly so tell us about the mindset that you had when you start your business and the challenges with that, how you overcame these, you know, mindset, maybe blocks. Yeah, I did a lot of work around. So I had limiting beliefs around like me, around the whole, you know, why would people listen to me? All this, everybody, I think, has the similar kind of things that they worry about. Like, God, what if I'm visible and some, I don't know, some ex-boyfriend's mother from, 10 years ago sees it I'm the things we worry about or some stranger on the internet like why we care I don't know but we seem to care about these things and those kind of mindset issues were the things that I had to get over because I knew that in order to become successful and to sell I need to be visible I need people to see what I know and I need people to resonate with me and so I'm going to have to be as visible as I can so I need to not fear it so what I learned to do um, early on was know that fear is going to be there like when i when i walk onto a stage now absolutely terrified every time it never goes away but i can feel that fear i can acknowledge that fear is there but i'm not going to let it be the loudest voice in my head i so love this i am so now even i love even more now oh. <laughs> <laughs> seriously because this is what i talk about all the time is like we fear to feel our feelings and we feel like we, we don't want to do something because we're afraid to feel something, failure, disappointment, embarrassment, right? And then, but when you recognize 
this is something that I feel and it's okay. It's, it's, um, it's a normal thing. It's a, it's, it means that you are a human. Yeah. It's an emotion. We're allowed emotions. Exactly. And I'm happy to, that you said that fear never goes away. It doesn't matter how successful you are. No, ever. <laughs> like it's always going to be there in something. You might get over your fear. Let's say that you're scared networking. I used to hate networking. Yeah. And so I'd hate to walk into a room and I know that it was because of my, my background of being bullied by girls so if there was a group if there were like groups of women in a networking room talking that would like instill the fear of god in me but i would go and do it i would make myself do it and now that's okay like the speaking is the fear and i'm pretty sure that after that there'll be some other thing everything's scary the first time you do it this is a new world for me you know and and for most people especially mums that are starting out in like an online business or a business of any kind it's new to them of course they're going to feel fear and if you're not feeling a bit uncomfortable you're not growing yeah and that's part of the process right this is part of yeah. the process of just building your business and acknowledge it's there feel it and move on do it anyway yeah, yeah do it anyway, do it anyway. <laughs> so what is tell me about this mindset shifts that helped you grow your business yeah so i think really what it came down to is believing that you could do it believing that even if it i fail like this word fail even if i fail i'm gonna get back up and do it again because quite frankly now i look back if i hadn't failed i wouldn't be who I am now and I wouldn't know what I know now and I wouldn't be able to empathize with my clients who are going through the same things as I went through so I think that you need a bit of failure I think it makes you more resilient I don't think it's a bad thing but also when you fail you can work out why and then you can tweak it so you need those failures to become successful so let's say you're putting a course out there mm -hmm. and you do a launch and it doesn't work you have to look back at what went wrong in order to next time go right so now i need to do it this way and then it will work and you keep tweaking until it works so if you don't fail you almost should go into everything going i can't wait for failure because then you're ticking things off you're going to fail a few times anyway so get on with it and fail I like that i like that you know i feel like at school they teach us that feeling failing is bad like you should not get an f in anything you should be an a student the whole time but this is not the real life, not life. <laughs> no it's not life and if you feel like that like you imagine if you did an exam and you got an f you're not going to go and do that exam again and yes. so we're taught in life that if we start a business and it fails don't try again which is ridiculous think of the people that we know who have done amazingly well like in life all of them have failed yeah, all of them. There's no one that did it right first time. No, and not when you first start in the first few months ever. <laughs> no, and we have to learn from it. And so they were the mindset shifts, really, and just knowing that it's all right if I fail, I'll carry on anyway. I'll learn something from it. Um, others were <laughs> realizing that other people's opinions are not going to pay for the lifestyle that I wanted to give my twins. So in the end i had to go right like sit down and have a good talk to myself and go well let's think about this do you care more about what your family think and what life you want to give to them or do you care more about these strangers on the internet and what they're saying because okay. you can you know you can you can listen to what people think of you or you can be rich yes yes or. absolutely absolutely <laughs> And so I decided that I'm not, I don't care what they think anymore. And so that allowed me to just carry on and do my thing and, and 
help other people do their thing and yeah and it worked because of that but it was hard also going into passive income because changing from doing one-to-one I hadn't seen many people go right I want a different business model I'm going to go passive and all the people I spoke to were like oh no you have to do one-to-one first and I'd only been doing it for about six months to a year and they were like you have to carry on with one-to-one before you go passive and I thought why why can't I go straight into having the business model that I really want to have and and not do one-to-one like why not so I just was like well I'm going to try it and that was a bit scary because I didn't know whether that was going to work yeah, I would feel scared because we don't have like evidence from our past that we did it. So our brain always looks for this evidence. We yeah. don't have it. You're like, so it's not going to happen. It's going to work, right? We always yeah. look for that proof. But then you need to do things without any proof that it's going to work out. And you just got to give it a go. And I think that that's why things like masterminds are good and, you know, coaching groups, because you're often around people who have tried things before and it hasn't worked. So it makes you feel more comfortable with the yeah. fact that this might not work, but I'll try it. And so I'm always in a mastermind now because of that reason. Like, I just need to be around people that, you know, might have tried stuff and they're okay. And, you know, they're earning more than me. Yeah. They're not. <laughs> Absolutely, they're not. You're as smart, if not smarter, and you're 100% capable of creating whatever that you want. Yeah. And I really also, I, we focus a lot on mindset, and I'm happy that we talked about this a lot, because like when people talk about mindset, it's about, for me, when I think about it, it's just all the thoughts that you have in your brain, in your yeah. mind. And these thoughts are just sentences in your brain. They're not facts. We treat them no. as facts and reality. And I always describe them as apples. Like we have, we go to the store to buy apples. We have like the red and yellow and green. And you, there are, they have different flavors and yeah, right. But different colors. But by the end of the day, they're apples. Yeah. Our thoughts, they feel make us feel differently. But by the by the end of the day, they're just thoughts, and you choose. And we get to choose them. Yeah, you get to choose whatever that serves you. And I think that that's hard at the beginning because you've always assumed that your thoughts are true. But it's only when I started thinking, it's it's about becoming self-aware, isn't it? Because sometimes we don't even hear our own thoughts. But once we start to listen, then we start realizing what we're actually telling ourselves, not what we're saying outwardly. And then we can decide, okay, I can hear that thought in my head. Am I going to allow that thought in or not? Is it true or not? And make out a real decision based on logic and actually you know because for me people say you know do positive affirmations they never worked very well for me because I would feel like I was conning myself over and over again but what did work is logic so because I'm quite a, a logical person I would go okay so let's say this thought came into my head which was um let's say I wanted to make 100k on a launch And my brain would immediately go you're not going to make 100k on this launch so I would then go okay stop that thought let's let's have a look at the evidence what are the reasons why I might not it's kind of hard to make 100k on a launch you know that's a lot of money um my audience isn't huge but let's look at the reasons why it might happen well I've made 60,000 on a launch before and you know my audience is bigger than it was then I've worked much harder on my visibility I've got a plan in place so actually I could do this I'm not allowing the thought in that logic will help me every time I love this. I so love this because exactly why? Why not? Like why not? Why not? It's going to work out. <laughs> yeah. But it's only when you actually look at it in the face and look at the logic of that that you realize actually I can. And a one, a really good way, every time you think you can't do something or you're not 
the guru you're not the expert you're not the best person to be doing this have a look around because there will be somebody that knows less than you making a lot more from it than you yes <laughs> if they can you certainly can <laughs> and just because they believe that's it they yeah. believe in the possibility amazing so how is it for you building this business with kids twins um, not just like <laughs> yeah it was i'll be honest with you the first year was really hard because i was having to build my wedding business and my coaching business at the same time because my wedding business was doing okay then i had this coaching business but i still had the wedding business mm -hmm. plus i was still in my nine to five because I decided not to give up my nine to five until I absolutely had to, because it was like the venture capitalist for my business. I was just taking the money from them and putting it into my business. So I was doing all three things and juggling the twin. Um, so how I did it was at the beginning, I worked from five till 6am in the morning before they got up. Then I'd like, they would get up and I would do everything I needed to do with them. This was when they slept a little better than they did in the beginning, which God, I could never have got up at five o'clock then. Then I worked midday in my lunch break until one o'clock. And then when I got home, I'd spend it with the twins. When they went to bed at seven, I would eat dinner and then I would do eight to 10 on my business. And I did that every day for a year. And, wow. that's, and that worked for me. Like the thing that really worked is those time blocks that I had, those periods of time, I only did things that were revenue generating. I didn't do anything that was fun to do. Like, I didn't think, oh, I'll do a networking thing because it's fun and there's people there. Was that going to make me money? Probably not. So I was like, what am I going to do that will definitely make me money? Get visible, put out offers, grow an audience, right. all of those kind of things because I knew they would be the quickest route to the money. And then once I started making money, left that nine to five job, so I had more time, I gave the wedding business away rather than sell it. I was going to sell it, but we interviewed a lot of people and they weren't passionate about weddings. They just wanted the money. And I think that it really needed to be somebody, I know how hard the wedding industry is. And so I wanted it to be somebody that really loved weddings because this was my baby that I'd built. Right. Um, and so in the end, we did a competition for somebody that couldn't financially afford a business to buy a business, but that had always wanted to be a wedding planner. And we gave it away to them. That's and awesome. so it was really cool. And then when that was gone, it meant I had this business, but I wanted to keep the time blocking. I wanted to keep that um, only doing things that was going to make me money. And so I stuck to that. And I think that's what sped it up quite quickly. Like I didn't do all of the fun things that a lot of people tend to do at the beginning of a business. I just did the things that I knew would get me there the fastest. And, you know, the, what I wanted to do very quickly was travel. So I travel for around six months if it's not a COVID year. Um, I travel wow, for around that's six amazing. months of the year and I take the, the twins with me. And so we have that lifestyle that we always wanted. So I now have this great balance of we work in the morning, like we're, we're in some country. I'll, we were in Croatia three weeks ago. We work from like eight o'clock in the morning till 11 and then we have the afternoon off. And that's how we, we work and travel at the same time. And it works that's really beautiful. well for us. So pretty much you built your passive income business working four hours a day on that specific business yeah right if I'm right 
And that's what a lot of people think that they need to put in the hours. They have to work so many hours to build a business from scratch. That's because we've been told that, haven't we? Like, I remember my parents saying, the more money you want to earn, if you want to earn money, you have to work as hard as you can, as long as you can. And I believe that to be true. And it's a lie. <laughs> it is a lie, right? <laughs> it's a lie. You just have to work smarter. You just have to only be doing the things you need to do to get there. Um, not all of the other things and be clever about it like I know that people I used to do it like sit at my desk and go right I've worked I've been busy all day if you actually ask them to write down what they've done what have they been busy on it's very easy to procrastinate um, and not do the things that you know you have to do like sell in order to make money right. um, so it's about being very strict like be your boss you wouldn't be able to get away with the stuff that we get away with in our own businesses if we were in a job we'd be fired like pretty much everybody would be fired immediately in the first year because yeah. we procrastinate so much so give yourself your own kpis i love give that you, yeah be your own boss decide that you're going to be quite strict with yourself I, I speak to people sometimes who i coach and they're like i really like i'm just not energetically feeling that i want to do that today and i was like you go into a job and see if you get away with saying that you want no, if you want the result, you've got to do the stuff, whether you like it or not. Yeah, people don't realize this resistance is going to always be there. The resistance of now not doing the important things in your business is going to always be there. Your brain is going to always tell you, go watch Netflix, check social media, <laughs> go for a walk, have a cookie, uh, go make tea first. Yeah, like imagine though, imagine if we were in like an investment bank and we were an executive assistant and we were like, I'm just not energetically aligned to doing the filing today. Yeah. Like imagine, it just yeah. wouldn't happen. Like we have to be harder on ourselves for a little bit. It gets easier later, but in the first year, especially maybe even the first two, you're going to have to work real, you know, not, not, I'm not saying you're going to have to work all the hours, but when you are working, you're going to have to do the stuff you need to do. Exactly. You're working, you're focused, right? You're not checking yeah. social media. You're not checking. Exactly. Facebook. Yeah. You're sitting and working. In fact, well, take Facebook off your phone. <laughs> yes. I, I actually don't put my phone next to me at all when I work. Like I have like, I block two hours to just work on main project to get results. Yeah. And I don't have anything around me, like no TV, no phone, no notifications, nothing. Like even my husband, like, if you want to come here and ask me questions, I'm like, I'm in the office working. I'm not in the house. So <laughs> yeah. <get> this <laughs> is my, my office. Exactly that. And things like having you know, everybody checks their emails first thing in the morning. Is your, are your emails really the most important thing you have to do? They're probably not. No, they're not. Yeah. I do. I never check my emails first thing. Me too. I just get the thing, the most important thing done the first thing in the morning. Because for me, that's where my, when my brain energy is just so efficient. So what, tell me about these times that you block on your calendar. Like, what do you do with that time? So a bit like what you just said. So what I do now is if I've got a week and I know I've got three or four hours each morning because I don't want to work after three. I'm not very good after three, if I'm honest about it. I'm much better before then. So I will block out some periods of time. I will have a list. I now have an ops manager. Like I got to seven figures without using a single Facebook ad or an affiliate or anything. Like I didn't have a team. It was just me. But after, once I hit seven figures, I was like, oh, I think I need a team if I want to stay working yeah. like this. 
I'll get a team. And so I got an operations manager and she now, like, we'll discuss what we need to do. And then she'll say, right, well, these are the things that you're going to need to do this week and in order to hit that, whether it's writing emails for the launch or whatever. And so I will block time in to do those things. But what I'll try and do is batch block. So if I know I have to write a load of emails, like I'm just doing my first big affiliate launch in October. Mm -hmm. And so I had to write over 100 emails for that affiliate launch. Wow. Okay. So I blocked it over three days because otherwise, if I do one thing and then change to something else, my brain's all over the place. Yeah. If I batch it, I'll get it done quicker. So like if I'm doing videos for YouTube, do it all. I, I can do 12 in one day. Then it's three months worth, done. That's you know, try and batch all of your work into sections. Yeah, I love that. And I love that it's important to really respect your word to yourself because this is when you lose your trust with yourself because you do you say you want to do something, you don't do it, and then you're like, <laughs> you don't trust, yeah. you, you can't rely on yourself. No, exactly that. And you have to be able to rely on yourself. You're the most important asset in this business. Yeah, yeah. And you're focusing on creating results in these hours, right? You're not just sitting doing something and you're not knowing, you don't know what results you're creating. Oh, I'm a massive believer in strategy. So I will look at, right, where do I want to be? Like, beginning of the year, what do I want this year? Let's say I want 100K. If I want 100K, I need to make at least, you know, 10K per month, let's right. say. So if I want to make 10K, what do I sell that makes me 10K? Okay, well, let's say I have one-to-one -one packages and I'm doing two coaching programs. How many do I have to sell of that per month to hit that? Write that down. How am I going to do that? It's as right. simple as that. How am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to go on social media. I'm going to sell it on there. I'm going to do a uh, sales funnel. I'm going to do my email list. You know, I'm going to go onto podcasts. All of these different things are how you're going to sell it. And you need to ask for the sale. And then if you just follow that plan and put all of those things, time block them in, all the things you said you were going to do, you know, it, whether that's reaching out to podcasts or whatever, you're going to write them all down and then you are literally going to follow the plan. And then you will get that. Exactly. I love that. Just follow the plan. That's where people, this is where the problem that people have, they have that plan, but they don't follow through. Well, they don't have a plan. There's oh, many yeah. People, yeah, people come to me saying, oh, you know, I'm like, what are your goals? Well, I want to make more money. Well, how much money do you make? Oh, I don't really know. I'm like, how are you expecting to get there then? If you don't yeah. even know what, where you're headed, yeah. like you need to know what you want in your life yeah. and in yeah. your business to be able to get it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so tell my audience about this passive income thing. Like what exactly that you do to help people have this passive income? What, uh, what does that even mean? So what I do now, what I realized is when I was teaching people, so I was teaching people, people to make passive income and they were having 50K launches. And I was like, what am I actually doing? <laughs> like, I sit down, what am I teaching them? And I realized I was teaching them the same thing over and over again. And I was doing the same thing for myself over and over again. So I turned it into a system, which is called the cash system, and I trademarked it. And that's now what I teach. So I can tell you exactly what to do now in five steps, how to make passive income. So if you're thinking you want to, you know, make passive income and work less, this is what you need to do. The C in the cash system stands for client. Just like every other part of your business, when you say, you know, I want to do 
I, I, I want to have a business. You'll think, who do I want to serve? Like, who is the client? And you'll do that whole client avatar where you know everything about them and, you know, what they like and where they hang out and what they eat for breakfast, like everything about this person. You need to do the same thing for a passive income stream. And your passive income stream might not be the same client mm -hmm. as in your business. It might be a completely different thing you want to do. So before you work out, oh, I want a membership or I want a course, who do you want to serve? Once you've got that, you go on to A, which is audience. You now need to grow an audience of those people that you've just worked out in C. Right. So for me, it was people that were working one-to-one -one and they had no more time and they were feeling stressed and burnt out. So they're the people that want to make passive income normally. So I knew who they were. I knew everything about them. So then I needed to attract them in and build an audience of those people. So I did a sales funnel, the lead magnet and the nurture sequence a lead magnet that is perfect only for that ideal client so it was a quiz do you want to make passive income can't get clearer than that yeah. and then it brought them in and then put them somewhere so mine is in a facebook group yours might be on an email list or on instagram or wherever you want mine's a facebook group and then you can't just grow this audience you have to nurture this audience you have to show them who you are your personality you know what you know you have to give value and so you do that once you've done that you can go on to the first S. There's two S's in my cash system. I'm afraid I would have liked to make it one S, but hey, I can hone <laughs> it in. So the first S is, is systems and structures. So now that you know this, that you're going to do a membership or, you know, your audience will tell you what they want fairly quickly. Let's say you're going to do a course. So you say, okay, where am I going to host this course? And it's no, you know, we can't do the normal thing that everyone does these days, which is go, yeah, but I don't like the tech. It's too easy these days. Yeah. The tech yeah. is easy. Like there are so many YouTubes telling you how to do things that you just need to get on with it. So, you know, play with a few of the systems out there, Teachable, Thinkific, Kajabi, Kartra. There are so many. If you want a membership, you can even just get a plugin on your website like MemberPress if you're with WordPress or MemberSpace if you're with Squarespace. There's so many things you can do. Right. So play with each one, see which one you like and go with it. And then work out how you're going to deliver it. So this is where we come into the structures part of things. Like I like video. So I'm going to deliver everything on video with maybe a workbook or a checklist, but mainly it's going to be on video. Some people don't like video. They're going to do the whole thing with a workbook and that's cool too. Maybe audio, checklists, whatever you want to do. Work that bit out. Then you go on to the next S. The next S is selling. Mm. So this means launching. This is the bit that most people get wrong. They say, I've got a great course. I put it out there and no one bought it because it was a rubbish course. And it's not a rubbish course. You just didn't launch properly. Launching is a strategy in itself. It takes between six and 12 weeks and there's a process to it. Mm. And if you watch people launching in our industry, online industry, you can see what that process is. Mm. And, you know, whether it's challenge launches or boot camps, whatever you want to do, webinars, you launch properly. And then the H is the most important one, and that's to keep your clients happy. Whether you're having workshops, membership, courses, whatever you're going to do, group programs, you need to keep them happy because they're going to sell it for you time and time again. Their testimonials and their results is what's going to sell it. So if you're doing a course and you can see that people like when we started doing one to many, we could see that not everybody was getting to the end of the course and getting results. And we were like, why not? So we went and asked them and they were like, I'm finding doing a sales funnel really hard. Like that A, that audience bit, we're finding the tech difficult. So we added in a done for you sales funnel for each one of that. them. 
because you have to get them to the end. They have to be able to get to the end, make it as easy as possible. They get the results, they're gonna shout about it, you can then make money again. Because the thing with passive income is, it's about building an asset up front and then making money from it over and over again. It's not a magic system where you don't have to do anything, but you're just doing up front. So the first time you do a course, and I'm a big believer in not writing a single word of a course until you've sold it, Mm. which might mean the first time you're going to do it live every two weeks so that it gives you time to actually write the next module right do it that way it gives you impetus to do it but it also means you can tweak it as you're going along and you can see what your audience really want but then then when you've done that the first time the next time you sell that course it's done you're just getting money for old rope (laughs) you know you've already done it so that's when it becomes passive so you want to make sure that you can sell it over and over again and you'll only do that if you get people the results that you have promised them so you have to have integrity at that bit um and yeah that's when it that's when it becomes easy it's they're the, they're the five steps that you do and then you just rinse and repeat all the time and people the biggest thing that people say is but well, I can't I don't know what I would do passive income on like what would I have you know my business isn't quite right for passive income I don't know what I would teach so I always say think about either what you teach now if people can't afford let's say you're a branding designer if people can't afford your 5k package can you do a do-it-yourself version that is a course that's the first way because then you're not leaving money on the table right the second way is can you teach people to be you to be a branding designer that's another easy way to teach someone something if it's neither of those things then think what jobs have i had in the past that have given me knowledge that other people want Maybe you have a salesperson. You can teach entrepreneurs about sales. You know, maybe you're a customer service rep. Have a think about what you could bring, what you know. Because as long as you know something that somebody else doesn't know, you can sell it. Yes. And then the third way, if none of that is working, is think about your hobbies. What do you love? So I have people who have made memberships from Caribbean cooking, from loving the theater. They have theater I love members. that all the different things that they love i've had people do memberships on sex on dating on assertiveness on potty training twins so many different things if you have some knowledge then you are the expert and people always say yeah but i'm not an expert i'm not the expert an expert is the person that knows the most in a particular subject in an average room not the world or the internet or your town an average room what do you know more of right now than the people in the room with you i love that and there's always something that you know others don't know we assume everyone knows what we know (laughs) yeah we all do but actually they don't and even if you know just a few more steps than them you're the expert to them yeah absolutely now that knowledge i so i so love that so tell us about this new program that you're launching in october yeah so it's one to many so what i decided to do is I'm doing it as an affiliate for the first time because it's become so successful. Um, I had a $420,000 launch of it in lockdown just with me before I had the team Um, because people were getting such good results. So I decided to make it an affiliate program and see what that does. So that's what we're doing. But basically the whole thing, when I started to learn about passive income, I did like a course in how to do a course. Then I'd do a course on memberships. And then I'd go, okay, well, I know how to write the course now, but who am I going to sell it to? So then I was like, oh, I'll buy a course on how to grow an audience. 
And it was like, how do I launch? I'll buy a course on how to launch. And I was getting fed up of like no one giving me all the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle, like little tiny bits. So I made one to many, which is the entire jigsaw puzzle from starting from scratch, building an audience, all the way through the cash system that I just talked about to launching at the end and relaunching and making money. And it it covers all of it. And you get a sales funnel included and your lead magnet designed because people were um, not getting the results they wanted. So we made sure we put that in and it changed the game. People started getting the results they needed quite quickly. That's so, so amazing. I'm really happy you're here and I'm really happy you shared all this valuable information with moms and so tell us about like just maybe quick, quick, um, maybe some time management tips or things that you learned on the way. And now that you have kids at home, right? Because of course, yeah. the virus. So, so just you can quickly tell us how you're managing all of this and some tips yeah. that moms can use. I think the biggest tip that I could give you is outsource before you need it. I waited way too long to outsource and now I can see how you can grow really quickly just by paying a small amount of money. So for instance, if you don't have a cleaner yet, get a cleaner because you are worth more than $10 an hour. You can sell more than $10 an hour. So that time that you have is more, is worth more than, you know, doing this yourself. So definitely do that. If things like tech are stopping you and are time consuming, it took me three days the first time I tried to do my own sales funnel because I was so bad at it. Like if that's stopping you, hire someone to do it for you. It took my tech VA two hours to do what I did in three days. They are better at things than you. Don't feel that you have to keep everything to yourself. Like you do your thing and then give all the other things away and it will be a lot, lot quicker. So that's definitely one of my biggest challenges and then really think to yourself like write down a goal that you have for this month and then every time you're about to start a piece of work or to go to work or do your business say to yourself is the thing that i'm doing right now going to take me nearer to that goal and if you say the words no don't do it yeah that's That's a big one that's a big one i like that because a lot of us do a lot of things that really don't generate any income exactly get busy doing them right yeah so where can people find you and connect with you um the easiest way i have a facebook group called the fabulous five percent and you can find me there and if you're thinking is passive income something that i'm ready for i have a quiz if you go to the cash um there's a quiz there you just fill it in and it will give you a personalized reading on what you need to concentrate on to make passive income what kind of stage you're at i like that and then we will have this all the links in the show notes so you can access them and connect with lisa lisa that was such an amazing conversation i enjoyed it i learned so much from you i want to go and check that out too (laughs) (laughs) i mean i checked it out before because you know i wanted to learn more about you before we talked but now i just want to go like do the quiz (laughs) go do the quiz (laughs) don't do it just go do it mom don't think about it just go do the quiz i'm serious (laughs) it was really lovely to be here i always love chatting about this stuff that's amazing thank you so much for being here Hi, 
Hey, if you like all the concepts and tools that I teach here in this podcast, and if you want to connect with me and hang out with like-minded women entrepreneurs, you should join my private Facebook group, Strong Women Do Less and Have More. So look for Strong Women Do Less and Have More on Facebook and click on join. I'll see you there.